Leadership is too hard and too complex to go it alone. And the good news is that you don't have to. Not only is Leadership on the Rocks a free podcast to help you thrive in and create harmony between your professional and personal lives, but we absolutely love giving away free resources to help you overcome the biggest problems, conflicts, and constraints on the job. So be sure to go to leadershipontherocks.com slash free. That's leadershipontherocks.com slash free to get access to all of our free leadership resources. We're adding new freebies all the time. So go get your free leadership resources today at leadershipontherocks.com slash free. a bit like reverse psychology, and honestly, it probably is. But our minds and habits can get so stuck in a rut that they don't know any other way to really think or be. By throwing a wrench in the way that our minds and habits are trained to go, we can truly open them up to positive change and release the pressure to do what everybody else is doing. This is the Leadership on the Rocks podcast, where we equip and empower leaders like you to thrive in and create harmony between your professional and personal lives. I'm your host, Bethany Reese. And in today's episode, we're gonna learn about how having a don't do list is just as important as a to-do list. Queen and David Bowie had it right when they sang their song, Pressure. They sing pressure, pushing down on me, pressing down on you. Life is full of pressure to achieve, to accomplish, honestly, to try to accomplish everything. Health, wealth, family, status. Yeah, we can feel a lot of pressure to be successful. And honestly, to help us accomplish the things that are pressured upon us, we try to get all of that muddled mess of work needing to be done out of our heads and onto paper in the form of a to-do list so that we can see them and we can check them off. To feel successful and accomplished, we make and then pretty much live and die by our to-do lists. You know what I'm saying, or or is it just me? (laughs) Maybe it is, I'm not sure. I've made to-do lists my whole life. You know, in the beginning of my career, my to-do lists were all about creating focus so that I could achieve great things. And then mid-career, it became about order and prioritization. And to be honest, now that I'm middle-aged, my to-do lists are so I don't forget things. I'm even moving my to-do lists to my phone alarm clock so I don't forget important things like picking up my daughter from school. The struggle is real, right? But now I want to flip to a question. Is it just me or do you also find yourself living by and feeling pressure to complete your to-do lists? I mean, anyone? Anyone? I feel like Bueller? Bueller? (laughs) Well, I don't know if it's just me or if it's you too or maybe it's all of us, but to-do lists are really great. And completing tasks is a good thing. And yes, they give us a sense of accomplishment. And heck, some of you listening probably make to-do lists of things you've already done just so you can check them off and feel good about it. And again, I love to-do lists and they're not bad per se. They keep me organized, they keep me sane, and they do keep me accomplishing tasks. But sometimes I can feel too pressured by my list and therefore get too focused on the tasks on my list, which can make me forget to focus on people. And again, leadership is about people. My lists of goals and tasks can 
honestly create an overwhelming pressure that if I don't complete the list, then I won't have accomplished my goals and unfinished to-do lists can make me feel like a failure. And then my mind starts going on these toxic spirals. And, you know, honestly, our to-do lists can even take the fun out of fun things. So for example, in the throes of raising small children and building my career, many parents like myself become so bound to their list of taking care of kids and their work responsibilities that they actually lose focus on their spouse and realize that they haven't been on a date in months. Am I speaking to anybody out there? Y'all, when our kids were little, my husband and I used to joke that we needed to actually put go on a date on our to-do list so that we'd actually do it. But then again, here's the truth. We couldn't just put go on a date on the list (laughs) because going on a date then meant a lot of front work in finding a babysitter, prepping the sitter for all the nuances of our kids and their schedules. And then there's paying the sitter and seeing how much money that you actually have left to then plan an actual date. So while a date sounded nice, it actually meant a lot more tasks on our already busy to-do list. So if you have little kids and a busy work schedule, I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about on that one. But to-do lists can easily add pressure to our lives and actually make us become task masters that are all about execution and not about being present in the moment with the people that we love and care for or are stewards of. So in thinking about our to-do lists at home and at work, I want to focus today's podcast on a different aspect of creating a list. I want us to consider the thought of making a don't do list. Now, I know that concept sounds a little crazy or Willy Wonka-ish, if you know the line from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wonka, some kind of fun house. Why, having fun? I've had enough. I'm not going in there. Come on, Violet, we're getting out of here. Oh, you can't get out backwards. Gotta go forwards to go back. Better press on. You've gotta go forwards to go back. (laughs) You know, sometimes we do have to do the opposite of what we think to go where we actually want to go. Now, a don't do list is just as it sounds. It's a list of things we're not going to do. Seriously, have you ever thought about having a don't do list? In our personal and professional lives, we always make a list of all the things we have to do, and that list can get really long. But sometimes, Taking the opposite approach to the tasks gives us freedom, freedom to release the extra pressure and the stress that we otherwise automatically add to ourselves. So let me confess something here, though. You know, where I first thought about this concept of a don't do list is a song. So music is pretty much my therapy. (laughs) And one of my favorite hip hop rap artists is Andy Minio, and he wrote a song called Not Gonna Do in which he lists out the things that he's not going to do that's a part of mainstream artist culture. And as he grows in popularity and influence in the music industry, it's even more important for him to say, here's what I'm not going to do. So here's a short sample of the song. Look, here's what we not going to do. Buy 10 name brands, spend like 10 thou. Wear it all at once, pretend you got stabbed. Just because you got paid, that don't mean you got taste. And here's what we not going to do. Right guy first in my profile, then live my whole life like Satan, child. If anybody say something, now they hating. Wow. I won't apologize for being who I am. Throwing shade on me, say a lot about you. I won't apologize, cause you feel some type of way. 
That's a knock and do. That's on you. You can find the YouTube link to Andy Minio's whole song in the show notes of the reference section. But I'm, I'm just a little side note. So much of his music has helped me get through a lot of hard times in leadership. So I strongly encourage you to check him out. Now, again, in his song, Minio pretty much lays out his values and creates a don't do list to help him not stress and put all that pressure that's going to come his way as he continues to work and grow in the music industry. You know, he's not going to spend a lot of money to pretend he has style. He's not going to live counter to what he says his values are. And in other parts of the song, he says he's not going to do stupid stuff to get a million views. He's not going to give in to women throwing themselves at him because he's married. And he's not going to apologize, essentially, for being countercultural to the industry standard. I mean, wow, what a strong backbone of declaration of here's who I am and here's what I'm not going to do. You know, as people, we can add so much extra pressure to ourselves and just trying to keep up with the, today's culture, you know, and other people or the thoughts of perfection and the success and the expectation of what success looks like in our own heads. So why don't we take Minio's advice and make a list of here's what we're not going to do. I mean, just making a don't do list for the sake of our mental health can be a sweet release of pressure. Our mental health don't do list could include something like, here's what I'm not going to do. Sweat the small stuff. Here's what I'm not going to do. Let other people dictate my mood. Here's what I'm not going to do. Compare my life to the life of others. Here's another thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to try to control the monkeys when it ain't my circus. <laughs> so I'm just saying those are four kind of generic ones of here's what I'm not going to do kind of mental health statements that we can make in our minds. And it'll just when we declare them and say them as kind of mantras, our body relaxes just a little bit. Just giving ourselves permission to not do something makes us feel a little more free, mentally speaking. It releases the building pressure that we feel growing inside of our heads. Now, I know this sounds a little bit like reverse psychology, and honestly, it is, but our brains and habits can get so stuck in a rut that they don't know any other way to think or be. By throwing a wrench in the way our minds and our habits are trained to go, we can truly open them up to positive change and release the pressure to do what everybody else is doing. Okay, so we've talked about four generic kind of don't do statements for our mental health. Now let's try it with our home, our social, and our work lives. So I want you to take time as you're listening to this podcast to think about your own don't do statements, but I want to give you some just examples that I've been thinking about to maybe help prompt your thinking and your brainstorming. So here's some of my don't do lists for those areas. In my home life, here's what I'm not going to do. Pressure my spouse to think and act like me. Here's what I'm not going to do. Make parenting decisions based on others' parenting styles. And here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to live vicariously through my kids' failures or successes. Now, looking at my social life, yes, I kind of have one, not a big one, but here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to apologize for not conforming to worldly paradigms. Socially, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to feel pressured to say yes 
to every invitation that I get. And socially, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to spend money I don't have to impress people or because I feel like I deserve it. Now, with work, here's what I'm not going to do in my business. I'm not going to work the extra mile when the first mile is good enough. With my work, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to make decisions based on popularity or what's trending. And here's what I'm not going to do with work. I'm not going to choose profit over serving the good of others. And here's what I'm not going to do with business. I'm not going to make things more complicated than they should be. Now, those are my don't-do lists for the various areas of my life. So now it's your turn. What is your don't-do list going to say? I encourage you to leave this shorty episode with inspiration to reflect on and make declarations about what you're not going to do in the various aspects of your life. And that way, you can stand firm in your values of what you don't do and not feel sorry or guilty about it. So here's to not feeling the pressure of trying to do it all. Until next time, continue putting in the work of building your life and leadership on the rocks, the essential rocks. God bless. Remember, the most essential rock you can build your life and leadership on is the rock of Jesus Christ. Today's Bible verse comes from Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. <laughs>